Welcome to Keystone Education Radio, the podcast for all things focused on education in Pennsylvania. Now here's your host, Annette Stevenson. This episode of the podcast is all about agriculture as a career. As a professional path, it has multiple avenues in and numerous destinations in the agriculture industries. To cover it from two different perspectives, we're talking first with Senator Camera Bartolotta of Pennsylvania's 46th District, which includes Beaver County along with Washington County and Green, where rural and farm communities comprise a large portion. The second part of our episode is dedicated to a conversation with Trinity Area School District's superintendent and assistant superintendent, who were instrumental in launching an agricultural vocational program called a freight farm, which allows students focused on science, engineering, and growing to work together towards a real-life food supply solution for the community. With that, we'll jump into our conversation with Senator Bartolotta. So recently you attended the 2019 Pennsylvania Farm Show. Mm -hmm. The Farm Show has a long history with this year being the 103rd year, I understand. Mm And it sounds like the theme centered around inspiring Pennsylvania's story. With agriculture being the number one industry in the Commonwealth, it is certainly an integrated part of our statewide story. So with that said, what I'd like to focus on is agriculture in the schools. Mm -hmm. How are we introducing the students of Pennsylvania to the careers that exist in agriculture? Or do you feel that we are? At least in my district. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, mine is the southernmost corner, uh, the southwesternmost corner of Pennsylvania. And we've got a lot of rural school districts, uh, you know, a lot of farmland and things like that. But one of my, my missions is to make sure that students and parents also know. True. When you mention agriculture, like, oh, yeah, who wants to milk a cow? For it? No, 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 right. no, no, no. There is so much more to right. that. And luckily, we've got a few, several schools in my senatorial district that are very focused on all of the wonderful STEM needs and issues and programs when sure. it comes to agriculture, science, technology, engineering, and math. Uh, McGuffey, for one, um, and in Trinity, for another. They, they have, they're, they're teaching kids uh, coding and robotics and um, engineering and all kinds of wonderful things, and all of those things can be applied to agriculture. We need chemical engineers. We need um, uh, scientists. We need coders. We need, again, the, ro- the whole robotics aspect of it. You go to the farm show and you see some of this equipment, these huge, massive machines that go through a field. Mm-hmm. Many times there's no one in them. It's Amazing. all remote. It is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to, to program those things and to, to engineer all of that, it really takes some really good scientific minds. And we'd like for those minds to stay in Pennsylvania and live here and raise families here and, uh, and enjoy, again, the number one industry in Pennsylvania is agriculture. And what I always tell people at any of the times I ever speak to schools and things about it, you know, if, if you ate today, thank a farmer. Absolutely. So in informing the students and helping them to know more about this agriculture as a career, Mm -hmm. how do the programs such as 4-H and FFA fit into that picture? Massively. Massively. Um, I'm really very, very proud of so many of the schools in my district that have very robust FFA groups in them. 
Um, and a lot of the kids too, you know, they do 4-H since they're little and sure. they enjoy, you know, that raising fruits and vegetables and taking care of animals and livestock and things like that. Um, and, and when you really look into it, there's so much involved and it really is a family affair. Uh, you know, it's, it's generational mm -hmm. many mm -hmm. times. Um, and these aren't just kids that have ranches and, and farms and things like that, but they've grown up um, in the FFA family. And they know what it's like to, to, to take care of a goat or, or a pig or a cow, right. uh, you know, from very little all the way up and, and how hard it is to do that, what all is involved. Um, but it's, it's a great way for young people to be involved uh, in, in agriculture. And what's also great is the fact that there are some big scholarships that get awarded at the farm show every mm -hmm. single year. There was a young girl, um, who uh, one of my constituents from Bentleyville, and she just received a $3,500 check That's from fantastic. the farm show. That's for, not small. No, it is not. And uh, you know, she's, she's a senior in college right Great. now. But there are high school students that are getting $500, $1,000, just for doing what they do and, mm -hmm. uh, and loving the, 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 the whole farming aspect. Yeah. yeah. Now, what do you think that schools could be doing, or is there more that they could be doing to encourage interest in this area or showing viable careers in this area? Is there anything more they can be doing? Well, I think um, having people come and speak, having um, uh, seminars or mm -hmm. assemblies mm -hmm. where they, they have even local FFA kids come and talk about what it is they do, mm -hmm. or have someone who has designed or engineered uh, some kind of equipment or a process or sure. I mean, chemical engineers even. I mean, right. it's just down to the molecular level when you're talking about certain mm -hmm. kinds of fertilizers, pesticides, things like that. And it's vital for, for human survival. We need agriculture to live. We have to. Uh, that's our whole food source. And there's so many aspects of it that uh, anyone with almost any degree can focus on, on ag and make a career of it. And I think that's probably the part that most, or, or some students might not be thinking in terms of, yeah. especially if they don't come from a farming family. Right, right, yeah. I mean, it's an industry like any other. Mm -hmm. I mean, you need managers, you need uh, uh, advertisers, you need mm -hmm. all of those sorts of things, but mm -hmm. it's, it's a huge industry in Pennsylvania. And uh, it, it's uh, almost any, any kind of a skill. Mm -hmm. uh, can, can be, be applied there. Sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for talking to us about agriculture in schools. Thank you. And now, we'll move on to our talk with the leaders at a school district within the Senator's Legislative District who are helping to move the needle on student interest in agricultural pursuits. Today I'm here with Dr. Michael Lucas, Superintendent of Trinity Area School District, as well as Mr. Donald Snoke, Assistant Superintendent of the Trinity Area School District. Hello, gentlemen. Thank you for joining us. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you. Thank you very much for having us. So we're talking about a program that you have initiated in your school district, and it is traditional and yet non-traditional. At least that's how I'm viewing it. What we understand is that you've introduced a, a really unique way of bringing agriculture into the school district for the students to learn about um, options for career 
in agriculture as well as fusing in uh, under, better understanding of technology and science that's incorporated into a- agriculture. So start, if you would, by giving us a brief overview of Trinity Area School District's freight farm program. Uh, the freight farm has been uh, in practice now for, this is going on the middle part of the second year of actual implementation. It is a repurposed shipping container that is set up with a hydroponic system that can grow approximately 20 different types of crops uh, very effectively. Uh, There are an additional 20 set of crops that will grow in there somewhat effectively. The the issues with the vertical growing are certain crops don't grow well vertically as well as some of the crops don't cohabitate well together. In other words, you might like a, a lower temperature, I might like a warmer temperature, but you can grow a variety of crops in there at the same time. And what's nice is you're not subject to issues with the weather, uh, disease, uh, a variety of different things. And and you're almost guaranteed your results if you do what you're supposed to do and you do it in the right fashion. And it's, uh, it originated uh, the freight farm out of Boston. Uh, There was a couple gentlemen that were looking to do urban gardening. And then they came up with an idea of solving another problem with the uh, shipping containers once their lifetime has been exhausted of just sitting around waiting to be scrapped and redone, something they could do. So these are issues where you could uh, grow crops that are fresh, that are healthy, uh, that are in, uh, safe for human consumption without a variety of chemicals in urban or in environments where it's not conducive to, to grow food. Wow, really cool. So you said that the program originated, I believe, in Boston. What was the catalyst or the spark for, for your school district? Um, We were looking for ways to infuse technology and agriculture. Um, We wanted a unique program, uh, something different, if you will, but we're also looking at how can we incorporate technology into agriculture as the field of agriculture is now uh, becoming so uh, phased in with technology. How can we combine those two? And we really found this to be one of the best. Um, Another component was we wanted our students to learn and practice solving real-world problems. Boy, um, you know, hunger in this world is certainly a world problem that uh, these kids are discussing and talking about, and and this opportunity is a unique one where uh, they are indeed growing food, and they are providing it to the hungry people in our area uh, working with the Washington County Food Bank. So uh, this, this whole program is a community program and um, that's what we were trying to do is trying to incorporate technology in agriculture and help our students strive to uh, solve a world problem. And you mentioned the you know serving a need in your community Uh, I did a little bit of checking and it looks like the Washington County Food Bank um, they state on their website that they serve about 5200 families monthly so there's a lot of cross collaboration going on at your school and then with the, the food bank which seems to definitely be, you know, feeding a need there. So you do weekly harvests or or your student team does weekly harvests. About what size team is involved in this program to keep it running ongoing? The smallest the team has been basically was one teacher and four students and they would have a period a day and sometimes they would come down on their, their study halls or their lunch periods to work in there also. 
Um, the the harvest, uh, the planning the harvest time period is eight weeks for the type of lettuce that we're raising, and we're raising strictly lettuce for the food bank because it's a bulk crop. It seems to be well received by a variety of people. There's not allergies or, or issues a lot with lettuce, and it's something that has a pretty quick turnaround. We also were raising uh, a couple of the bigger types of heads of lettuce that have a 10-week turnaround. So by the time we plant them until we harvest, it's 10 weeks. Um, they've done a variety of different experiments, too, where they played music in there to see if the plants grow better. They've also done things where instead of just harvesting the whole plant and leaving the seed pod and the root pod on it, which allows it to last for a longer period of time in someone's refrigerator, uh, they've cut it off and let it regrow. Uh, but there, it gets to a point where there's a diminishing return. But right now we have a teacher with probably seven or eight students in her class in horticulture, advanced horticulture. But then included in this, we do a variety of different things where we do internal field trips. So we have kids coming up from elementary schools and from the middle school to see this in action. Um, we have a variety of different other options through agriculture as well as other programs. Great. Um, you mentioned lettuce that's grown. Are there other crops that are grown in the freight farm? Right now, they're experimenting with uh, tomatoes, and uh, they're also doing some things with zucchini. The problem with those plants is they need to have the pollination. Okay. Where the lettuce is pelletized lettuce, and it just simply grows. You don't really have to do anything other sure. than plant it and then transfer it into the towers. Everything's run off a system called farmhand, and it actually comes to my cell phone, the instructor's cell phone, our computers and it'll tell us if there's something it needs in the system like it's low on co2 or there was a say a lightning storm and something didn't come back online if there was a you know a, a glitch in the system but uh, they're they're doing manual pollination of tomatoes okay. and zucchinis so there's a variety of things that can grow in there that you would need normally like bees or things of that nature that would execute the pollination process but they're starting to do that manually great so you touched on a bit the, the science and the technology that are involved in the program. Talk a little bit more about what areas of curricula are tapped through this program and that are required for the problem solving. Uh, definitely we, we have the biology class uh, is in and out of there often. Um, we do often have our, even our AP students come down uh, to investigate further within their science uh, projects and, and experiments. AP Environmental Science, AP Biology are directly involved. Mm -hmm. uh, the Ag Mechanics kids are involved also. Okay. Um, what, these are really just, to be very honest, they're, they're cross-academic levels. And we do have, as I said before, we, we include, for example, the Life Skills kids come down and they work. And we have an on-site alternative program that the kids get to come down and, and uh, they're sort of in a, a limited access to the rest of the building, but they're entitled to come to the harvesting either at the farm or they come down and they work in the, uh, the, the freight farm downstairs, and they absolutely love doing that. It's a high point of their day. Oh, that's great. And so this is definitely giving students a chance to collaborate and work together that would not otherwise likely cross paths. Is that right? Oh, yes, that, that's quite accurate, yes. The instructor is actually our gifted teacher at the secondary level, and what she had done last year, she was at the middle school for the eighth grade gifted kids as well, and we're trying to induce people into programs or, or introduce them that maybe they normally would not have taken, and the results have been tremendous. So you'll go all the way from 
a life skill student and an autistic student all the way to one of our valedictorians will be working together. And I think they get an education that goes way beyond the academic and into the affective realm as well, that they become good citizens and, and much more kind and, and appropriate with everyone. Yeah, I, it sounds really like a cool opportunity. And I would say, you know, I was going to ask you about some of the biggest benefits to the students. It sounds like you've touched on that. You know, in addition to the learning that's going on, there's a lot of socialization skills and compassion, you know, opportunity for compassion and some of those, you know, skills, sort of soft skills that are not typically maybe built into every classroom. Yeah, and they're, they're helping some of their classmates that they, we don't identify, of course, but that are recipients of it too. So it has an economic, uh, it crosses economic boundaries as well. And this has been well received by the students, this opportunity to work together with um, maybe those that they haven't met before. You feel like they're excited about that opportunity? Absolutely. Uh, they really enjoy it. And, and from talking to the students, I mean, it's the part that they understand they're helping the community. And that's a unique opportunity to offer students um, doing something that they really are helping the community. That's great. And and that's kind of where the relationship with the food bank comes in, I imagine. Now, Yeah, uh, I'm actually on the uh, food bank. They have an innovative agriculture team. And the food bank has actually purchased, through grants, six shipping containers. And they're manufacturing their own hydra and aquaponics facilities. And our students actually go out and help with the design and then the uh, construction of those. They've been out several times and they're gonna to continue to do that. So they're, they're taking a little bit of what we've done, adding an educational component with us as well as their own. And, and so it's, the collaboration has really been great. Um, you talked a little bit about the funding. So was the funding a challenge in getting this program off the ground? If there are other school districts or other groups in general interested in launching something like this, how did you approach the funding challenge? Well, uh, funding is always a challenge here in Pennsylvania for any school. And uh, yes, we need to be creative. Um, you need to be looking at all sources. Um, what we were able to do is um, we were able to um, uh, actually provide a presentation uh, to the LSA committee. And they um, really liked the idea that we were able to help the community and they funded this project. So it's, it's nice to say that gambling money paid for our freight farm. And uh, <laughs> it, we're excited about that. Um, we really are. <laughs> Yeah, we've, got, uh, we've received the local share grant, local share account grant, uh, four years in a row. The first year we got $43,000 for upgrades to a fab lab. Then we were fortunate enough to get the money for the freight farm. Then the next year we received money for smart flowers, and, uh, which are solar panels and uh, different types of wind turbines. They will be installed March 1st here at Trinity, so we'll have three smart flowers on campus. We would be the first high school in the nation to have smart flowers on campus. They'll be wired to back feed into the grid and help offset some of the cost, if you will, of the freight farm. And uh, the, so will the wind turbines. So that'll be a component of the instruction as well as kids will be exposed to new types of technologies. And then the last uh, LSA grant we just got was another upgrade to the, uh, to the fab lab of another $105,000. So we've been very lucky over a four year period, we probably have somewhere around close to $400,000 worth of funding. Wow, that's fantastic. But it does show the picture of how, how that can be accomplished, you know, that it's available. 
So we recently had a chance to talk with your own Senator Bartolotta of the 46th Senatorial District, and we talked to her about her support of agriculture in general and also in the schools. So on that note, how, is, how important is it for the schools and the school districts to have the support of their legislators? Oh, it's fantastic. And Senator Bartolotta is, is certainly uh, one of the leaders uh, who comes to our school building often. She is very familiar with what's going on in public schools because uh, she's here. Uh, she talks to our teachers, she talks to our staff, and she is certainly a proponent of agricultural programs, uh, especially within this area. And I, I think it's most helpful because uh, she's able to um, advocate for the funds for these programs. Um, sure. She's, uh, she has supported all of our career programs. Um, she speaks on public schools behalf that th this program, especially agriculture, is important and there'll be many jobs and she mm -hmm. certainly uh, has been a, a very strong advocate uh, for Trinity area and for uh, any career and agricultural programs. Great. She also has volunteered at the food bank as part of the educational component, not just raising food, but how to use fresh food because a lot of people think that you know lettuce comes in a bag from the supermarket and that peas come in a can <laughs> and uh, so they're working at the food bank with raised gardens and there's 22 acres there that they're going to do additional community gardening with for people but then also she came in and taught a cooking class using uh, fresh presentation if you will and uh, and she's been uh, a key component for us here she's extremely supportive and I got to be honest I I've been exceptionally proud to work with her. She is uh, top-notch. That's great. That's fantastic. And and she's adding that whole farm to table with the cooking end of it, the preparation end of it. That's great. So agriculture being the number one leading industry in the state of Pennsylvania, how essential is it for us to continue perpetuating this industry as a career pathway for today's students? Do you feel like we do a good job of that? Do we have a long ways to go in introducing this to as a potential career pathway. What are your thoughts on that? I think we have a long way to go. The, the problem is that well, as soon as you say agriculture, everybody thinks of like what I do when I farm still. I mean, I have older tractor, older equipment. Nothing is computerized. I'm, I'm kind of like a 1970s farmer still. And right. as long as my equipment keeps running, that's exactly what I'm going to be. Mm -hmm. um, we, with our Ag Advisory Committee, we have a variety of experts from the industry. And Bill Black, is a retired ag teacher from Avella that's on our committee and he's he said the one thing that Dr. Lucas and we have done here is we've taken the farm out of food production and out of agriculture so you can have food production anywhere by using a variety of technologies a variety of techniques we even have a farm bot which is a CNC farming machine and it plants the seeds and waters the seeds and monitors and it weeds and it it does everything that's by automation and it's it's pretty amazing so We've kind of revamped, at least in this area, what agriculture really means. Because as soon as you say farm, like I said, you think of what I do in the summertime. Mm -hmm. and, and there's nothing wrong with that, but you have to have a huge amount of land, you have to have equipment, you have to have a variety of things. The right. thing about this is the skill sets that these kids are getting, in addition to thinking like engineers and solving real-world problems, are allowing people to produce food in very non-traditional environments and non-traditional ways. And it's going to create, I think, a need for a variety of other types of vocations and jobs to maintain farmhand, to maintain pump systems, to maintain a, a variety of different issues that 
a farmer is not going to need. And there's nothing wrong with traditional farming. But again, as a traditional farmer, if I wanted to plant the 50,000 heads of lettuce, let's say, that we give to the food bank and I planted them at the farm, I'm rolling dice. I have problems with bugs. I have problems with environment. I have problems with too much rain, not enough rain, uh, different types of diseases that are airborne. And, and I may not get any ways near the amount of food. The other problem is all that food comes ripe at the same time. Right. So now I have 50,000 right. heads of lettuce that I have to do something with versus 1,200 a week every week of the year, no matter what the environment is outside. Sure. So it, it's, it's really revamping everything. And what Doc has done here also is uh, we have pushed a lot of students that are non-traditional into the career in technology, into the career in technology. We have engineering students in our fab lab courses working with drones and, and 3D printing. And so we have kids that are going into the upper level academic courses that have never done anything manipulative. Okay. So it's a blending of both worlds and they believe they're going to be much more effective as people but also certainly as engineers because now they see the end result and, and they, they come out. Every time we come up with an idea, the kids come up with something better. I mean, it is amazing to watch. They say, why don't we do this? So we give that a shot and we try that. And it, it's been extremely effective. Well, I want to thank you both for talking with us today, and um, thanks for shedding some light on the multifaceted industry of agriculture and the program that you have launched. Thank you, Dr. Lucas. Thank you, thank you Mr. Snoke. Thank you very much. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. Listeners, I encourage you to go to our website at keyedradio.org for more information and resources supporting today's discussion. This is Annette Stevenson saying thank you for listening to Keystone Education Radio. The views and opinions expressed on the Keystone Education Radio podcast are solely the views and opinions of our guests and do not reflect the views and opinions of the Pennsylvania School Boards Association. Thank you.